Here we are, back again. What's up? Coming to you from a different location, but in the same house. I it's know. Allie. <laughs> and it's Logan. The Unclassified Podcast. Woo-woo. So, yeah, we had a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of like this better. I like the backdrop, having just us instead of, you know. Yeah. More comfortable. Except when we have other guests on. Where are they Other guests? <laughs> are you going to bring them into the bedroom? come into my bedroom. <laughs> we'll just put up like a little privacy screen. Right. You know. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably be back at the other location when we have guests. But yeah. for now, this will... Because we do have guests that want to come on. Yes, yeah. we have some very interesting guests that mm-hmm. want to come on. Looking at diversity here. Mm-hmm. So I was at an event last night for Memories of a Meadow. Shout out to my people there. Yeah. Jeff and Jose and Kevin. Um, so last night, instead of just showing the trailer for the film they made, they actually turned it into a little short film festival. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. They're Not huge only showing theirs, but yep. other people's. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love to see it. Yep. And so then there was a and a afterwards, and so they were talking about different projects we, mm-hmm. that people are doing, and... I mentioned our podcast. I mentioned our proof of concept that we're working on. I know. We didn't announce it to them. We should tell them. Oh, I thought we did. Okay. Yeah. We should definitely talk about that. We're working on, (laughs) we're working on proof of concept. We're wanting Mm -hmm. to have a series for the enlisted. Yes. Which we're not going to get too much into it, but we're just going to give you those few details, but we're pretty excited about it. We've got some, Great information, great help from a few people that we're going to be taking kind of like lessons from. Yeah, um, because I think the last show that was really focused on military besides Space Force, which is, you know, more comedy. More comedy. MASH, I think, was the last film that really had military members. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a real, and that was really a great show because it showed you in a deployed location. Yes. And ours is going to be... You still have all that drama. You still have all that life and happenings when you are at your home station as well. Right. Um, to show the the inner workings of the day-to-day life. I think that's what we're going to focus on. We're going to have a lot in there. A lot. A lot. It's going to be exciting. We're really excited yes. about it. We've been working on it a lot. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be working on it a lot more. Yes. Which is super exciting. But... Allie's been a rock star lately oh, in <laughs> the industry, so tell us a little bit what you've been doing. Uh, yeah, so recently it's past Memorial Day. I know this is going to be posted later than that, but on Memorial Day, I was a part of a film that they uh, showcased online. It was called uh, Merit and, or M&Z Film, so Merit and, oh gosh, I forgot what the, I want to say Zoe, I think it was Merit and Zoe, but it's an impact film. And by impact, I mean it's meant to make you think and feel. And its focus was on veterans transitioning from active duty mm-hmm. to civilian life. Because that is oh, a very, is very important yes, because, factor in part of life. Mm-hmm. And very difficult. It is. People don't, and I was explaining that actually to Yaka, realize. who was on our podcast before. Yes. Um, because he watched the film. And he's like, hey man, I really want to have you on the podcast to talk about this. He's like, I had no idea this was an issue because... Mm-hmm. Thousands. I think the the statistic at the end of the film said 114,000 veterans um, commit suicide after leaving active duty. Yeah. Um, because 
you and this is what they touched on in the film like like what do you do what do you now when you're left to your own devices because when you join the military think yes. about this you join at like 17 maybe early 20s if you're an right. officer i had i had a couple 17 year olds in my flight yeah. whenever we went through i i was 19 mm-hmm. when i went through um my husband was 21 so mm-hmm. he was a little bit older than all of us but you're still a baby at that age yeah i was 23 i just finished college and mm-hmm. so then you, being active for 14 years, like, that is all of your adult life. Yes. Like, yes, I had a couple jobs, but, I mean, they weren't career jobs. They weren't, like, you being an adult adult right? in the world on your own trying to figure things out. Because the military gives you a purpose, gives you a mission. Um, you know what you're doing day in, day out. Right. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is... Not everybody who gets out of the military mm-hmm. wanted to get out of the military. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of people who get out for disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the military tells you, and this is what these people are thinking, the military tells you, mm, you're not useful to us anymore. But yeah. you've been in for 13 or 17, close to retirement, mm-hmm. and they're like, nope, you're done, and yeah. you're out. So that's where a lot of the struggles come from is they didn't want to get out mm-hmm. and they were forced out. Yep. And even if you didn't, like, even if you wanted to get out, it's still a difficult transition. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, I'm so glad to be done, you know? And yeah. and that's valid too. Mm-hmm. You're so glad to be done. But some people are like, oh, I got to make this choice for my family. And they make the choice for their family. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being a horrible mental toll on them of like well fuck what do I do now yeah because like what do become a little institutionalized because they really do break you down build you back up into something that they can use like what is useful to them right and so when you leave and then you're you're like an adult just like thrust into a whole new world and you're like I I was taught a lot of stuff but does it apply now right can I use it Right. And even like retirement, like when you do retire out of the military, you're like 20 to 30 years of your life. Mm -hmm. Now you're probably some, like, I feel like 50% of people get close to what their job was on the outside. Mm -hmm. And then 50% that have those specialty jobs that really aren't on the civilian side Mm -hmm. or they just don't have any room for you. I think that's what a huge struggle is whenever you are retiring. Yeah. You're like, man, I have 20 years of experience for something that I can't have on the outside, mm-hmm. which has got to be super hard and super mentally yeah. tolling being like, I feel like I'm not fit for something else, you know? And well, not only I that, see that because in the military, you don't always get to choose your job. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, you go in open general or open this or open low that, security forces, you <laughs> have, the military tells you what you're going to get that those kind yeah. of roles are just to get you in the military. And then they're just going to give you the job that they really need filled. Yes. And so like, imagine spending so many years doing a job that you didn't even want, want. <laughs> or um, you didn't know because your recruiter didn't yeah. tell you well, and so, for instance, um, I, w- I know I wanted to do something in law enforcement because I wanted to do the federal agent thing. So mm-hmm. I did. I got through all of that over so many years. But then figuring out and finding out after achieving the life goal, yeah. it's like, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Listen, yes. You know, and my brother went through the same thing. He really wanted to be law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And 
he went into the military and five years now he's like I fucking hate this shit <laughs> yeah like, he's unhappy in his job and yes you can I know people will say but you can switch jobs you can cross train not, not as easy, easy not as easy as you think it is and some jobs actually have well, a lock like on yeah. have a lock on their Mine AFSC <laughs> yeah I was like some mechanical jobs they will have a lock Security mm-hmm. forces, a lot of the times, will have a lock. Um, it's just really hard, and it's mm-hmm. not as easy, because when I was on the bus, they were like, hey, stick it out for the 20 years. It's going to be a great thing for you. And you're like, okay, okay. And then you get into this career field, and they're like, but you can switch if you want. <laughs> and this naive little 19-year-old Man, if I don't like my job, I'll just get a different one. Yeah. That is not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The military is like, homegirl, we spent all this money on you. Yeah. We're not going to make it easy for you to just switch a room like that. But, oh, gosh. Mental health. Yes. And so that, that talking about that movie, and then that leads us into the next topic of, like, having... That those mental health breaks. Yes. And I know it's very against the culture in the military. As much as they say, yes, you can take a tactical pause. You can talk to us when you need anything. <laughs> yes. And, you know, Thanks. I do have to say something on this where it's very, they promote that a lot. And like you said, it's not very forgiving when you do get into yes. it. Because a lot of people that, you know, transition out of active duty and want to go into guard or reserve... If you have a break in between and you start going and seeing a therapist at the mm-hmm. VA, because you will have the VA after you get out. I know they make it seem like you don't have anything, but you do. You have something. When you go to the VA, they will tell you you can start counseling. But if you mm-hmm. start talking to a guard or reserve recruiter, that's when it gets tricky. Mm. Because then you can't be on talking, can't be on any medications for three years. And I'm like, okay, medications is one thing. They're like, oh, but that includes talking to a counselor. What? I'm like, so let me get this straight. All this trauma or things that I just not, maybe not necessarily trauma, but things I need to talk about with a professional Mm -hmm. that you guys are telling me I should talk to. Mm -hmm. Now you're telling me, but because you're not in, you can't get back in if you're talking to a counselor. I think that's a lot of bullshit. Oh, yeah. Didn't that's that. like, medicine, I get one thing. Mm-hmm. But talking, just talking to a counselor, like, that's insane to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. you guys realize that you did this to me, right? And if I was still, <laughs> I was like, and if I was still in the military, you know, yeah, I would be able to do this. You wouldn't kick me out. Mm-hmm. But because I went to the VA and did it, you don't, you don't want to allow me back in. Wow. So it it is not all that, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of insane to me. And I think it is, you know, they do have issues with filling slots and filling roles. And I think it's because I think what a lot of people don't realize is don't take the break in between if you still want to be military associated, but you aren't ready yet. Yeah. Because... You should really palace chase is what I'm trying to say. That's what I did. Palace chase, if if you want to still keep up. One of those where you just automatically go into it. Yeah, palace chase, palace front, either or switching, you know. Yeah. 
I would definitely recommend doing that. Mm-hmm. It's just an over taking a break. Yeah, because everything's kept on yeah. file. You won't be so lost in the sauce and all the systems. Um, right. Uh, but yeah, that's insane. So definitely take a break. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, because I noticed one thing after leaving active duty and becoming a reservist. We're not, and this is not discouraging you from mm-hmm. talking to a counselor or getting the help you need because we definitely think you should. I just want you to be informed. Yes. Be informed if you're wanting to switch mm-hmm. is what I would say. Definitely still talk to a counselor. Yeah. Because I noticed after leaving active duty... Because you're so go, 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 focused on what's next, what's next, what's next. Mm-hmm. When you actually get to sit down and there just be days of like, okay, I don't have what's next, what's next, what's next. Then it's like yeah. all this stuff starts to bubble up. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the bottom of the ocean creatures just start swimming up to the surface. Yeah. And it's like, my body started aching in places it never ached before. I started having issues with, like... And you like, know, when you stop with the go-go-go, yeah. you really recognize, like, <laughs> holy like, crap! I was, like, was I, this? This? I was like, I didn't feel this a year ago. Yeah. It's because my body is like, keep running, keep running, keep running, keep running. And then once I crossed the finish line, I was like, okay, yeah, we broke our ankle, like, three months back. Yeah. <laughs> we should have, like, you know, fixed that. Mm-hmm. Just, like... It, my body started hurting in, in places I didn't recognize yeah. before. And I'm like, did I? I was like, Dang, I'm like, maybe I should have added more issues. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, um, and then mentally as well, because it's like now you actually sit with everything. Sit with then, everything that happened because you don't yeah. really get to process. No. You put it in a nice little box and you put it away. You take that key, hold it around your neck. And then mm-hmm. that has a date of when you're allowed to open the box. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just... I started on my mental health journey now of trying to get myself back to feeling the same way I felt. Will yeah. I feel the exact same? No. But having that feeling that I felt whenever I first joined the military and I didn't have all this that was sitting on me, you know? Yeah. I've been taking bubble baths. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> been getting massages. Oh, so nice. Facials. I'm like, yeah. you know, I've come into this step where I'm like, I just need to take care of myself, you know? And for us women, like if we're stressed out, Mm -hmm. not taking care of ourselves, our hormone levels get out of whack. Oh my gosh. And then you start gaining weight and you're like, why do I have all this weight? Yes, I have. (laughs) Your doctor's like, dude, you just need to chill the fuck out. You just need to chill. You just need to chill. And that's where I'm trying to find the new equilibrium, the new balance and the new me. Like who am I Mm -hmm. without the military? Right. And I, I really feel like that's me as well. I felt for a while, like, you know, I got out because I wanted to pursue something else, you know, and other reasons, more important reasons, but getting out was a plus of being able to pursue what else Mm -hmm. I wanted to do in life. And, you know, for a while I was thinking in my head, I was like, you're a military girl. You have to get back in. You have to get back in. You have to get back in. So what did I do? I contacted to get back in. They want me. And it's just like, but is that really what's best for you? Yeah. At this point, when all of that's sitting and sinking in now, and you mm-hmm. are like, is that really what's best for you? And I'm like, no, you know what? I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. So you just really have to come to yourself and really think about and take that out of your head, you know, yeah. and be like, you're more than just the military. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what 
the hard part is for a lot of people getting out. Because I go to, um, so if you're not familiar with Wounded Warriors, they have great programs. And one of their programs is Horses for Heroes. Love it. Oh, that's what you were doing today? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So she that's why she smelled like a barn. I was um, like, forgive me if I smell like <laughs> animals because I just came from them. Um, so I was at Horses for Heroes today, and we do have a group that are obviously military affiliated people or their spouse, their like former military, their spouses. Mm. Um, we have one lady; her husband sadly passed away from something that. He got while he was in the military, mm. and he had a surgery complication. Mm. So sad that stuff happens all the time yeah. because we're exposed to so many foreign things. Who knows how it's going to affect this long term? Literally, and so he's having a surgery from something that happened to him while he was in, and complications, and he didn't make it, unfortunately. Yeah, so got to do the burn registry, right? That one for sure. And she is in our group because mm-hmm. of her husband. You know, she's like, "No, I wasn't military, but." My husband was, and we're like, like you don't have to be military to be in our group. We'll yeah, still, like we'll we'll still because spouses you. do go through a lot. They go through they a lot through. being married to military people. It definitely and I give it to those mamas that yeah. are either away from their babies or are staying home. Yeah, being the stay at home wife or not stay at home wife, the one that takes care of the household when their husband deploys yeah. or has to work these long, mm-hmm. crazy hours. That's a hard job doing it all by yourself yeah. sometimes. Because or when married not to being a, able to be there. Yeah. When married to a military person, you do not really have the whole person. Yeah. You no. have a <laughs> Because the military really owns them. <laughs> Correct. They said sign here for your soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so like you have you have part of a husband, part of a wife, part of a spouse. Yeah. It's um you don't really get all of them. Yeah. You don't probably don't even really know who your your spouse is until after the military. Right. <laughs> You're when like you finally figure it out. I feel like the honeymoon like for the deployers all the time, I feel like the honeymoon phase comes back right when they're back. I've again. heard that I've heard that yes. a lot of marriages only survive because one would be gone for a certain amount of time. <laughs> Literally when I was in boot camp, mm-hmm. one of our MTIs is like, look. I've been married for 15 years. You want to know how I made it work? <laughs> he said, I was gone every other four months. He's like, it was the honeymoon all over again. When we got tired of each other, I was leaving next week. It didn't <laughs> matter. So then I'd be gone and I'd be like, oh my God, I miss you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I can totally relate to that. <laughs> yes. And I, I actually really enjoyed deploying. That was my favorite part about it's being tough, a It is tough. But the, the connections that you make and the things that you appreciate are really what make it. And you experience and something that nobody so else you do. Yeah, so like for sure. Like mm-hmm. nobody else will do the exact things that you did on that deployment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is super cool and gives you good perspective on perspective, the world, yeah. on war, military, or just culture too. Culture, international relations. Yeah. Um you know it's so crazy because going to all those places, women especially are treated so differently mm-hmm. and it just makes me feel good being here knowing that I have a voice and we have to fight hard for our voice sometimes mm-hmm. but I'm not having to fight as hard as they are yeah which I'm like I'm so thankful for and I really feel for them 
and that has to be really hard. Yeah. And I I really wanted to do one more deployment before I left, but I was I like did. <laughs> physically I'm like, ooh, all that gear and everything. Like Listen. I don't I would still love to without all the gear. <laughs> so I did do one more deployment before I got out and it was like I got I, I went on the deployment and then I came back and I had three months to get out. Oof, that's rough. Yeah. You have to do a lot of paperwork. You have to do a lot of paperwork, a lot of appointments, mm-hmm. a lot of classes. And I literally thought I wasn't going to make it. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to extend. I did have to extend. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I was going to extend, but for but my family for circumstances. The, you extended for... The Cool Bridge. Yes. Is that what it's called? Skill Bridge. Skill Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Cool bridge. It's still cool because you get to do cool things. I've only been out for like a little, like a little over a year, and I'm starting to mix it all up. Literally. Oh, Uh, by the way, yes. One thing I definitely want to hit on is if you do get out and you realize that you fucked up, not necessarily fucked up, but you feel like you fucked up and you want to get back in active duty, do it within. Like that first year of you getting out because mm-hmm. then you'll have to be prior and you'll have to get a different job. If you want to get back in and have the same job that you have, get back in within that year because then yeah, then you can actually do what you're doing. But, but I would I would recommend sitting with it. Like, yeah, yes. take, take that take, time. Take that time. And wonder, is it because you're freaking out and you haven't figured out a plan on what you can do outside mm-hmm. of the Air Force? Because a lot of people don't plan and that's where they, they find themselves yeah. coming back in. But think about it. Like, yeah. Just think about, like, am I doing this for me? Am I scared? What am I going to do differently? Because right. if you go back in, are you just going to have the same issues? Yeah. And, and, and think about the reason why you got out. Yeah. Like, the reason that really puts you over that edge. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I would say to that as well is file for your VA disability claim, for one. Yes. And then for two... um. Well, actually, back on the VA disability claim, make sure you do that before you get out so then, like, you don't miss any payments. Yes. But you will get back paid only the first year, within that first year. After that... a year for mine to get approved. Yeah, after that is from the date you filed. Mm -hmm. So, which, that was probably nice, having that year of... Yeah, they actually called me uh, and was like, hey, don't freak out. Right. Oh, when this money shows up, it is yours. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That makes yeah. that. <laughs> they just threw mine in my account and was like, yeah. here. I was like, whose money is this? Because it's not mine. Yeah. They're like, usually we don't do this. But he's like, but seeing what all you had placed in your file, certain um, things that I had been through, he's like, I wanted you to know, like, it's been taken care of. Because I had called my congressman. I had reached out. So I was like, hey, he's like, what's taking so long? You know? Like, yeah. And I kept getting the same answer. We'll get to you when you get to you. Or she just wouldn't get any answer. Mm-hmm. Like, which is bizarre. Yeah. And I was, I was dealing with that for, woman, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had dealt with that for like four months as well mm-hmm. when I had done my appointments and I was like, hello, like it's been four months. Yeah. And it was a year is crazy. It wasn't until like, I, I would only get any type of feedback once I started poking at it so definitely you you are your own advocate yeah so I had to call a a million times too and then they they finally put it in expedited order Mm -hmm. to get it 
moving. And I was like, yeah, thank you. Because <laughs> as soon as someone would look at my stuff, because I had reports, I had paperwork, I had everything. Like, yeah. I came with receipts. I understood the assignment. I was ready. Yes. And, and you do need to have all your stuff, like, yeah. in order before you go to the VA. So the VA mm-hmm. is step one. Step yeah. two, you can go to school. Yes. You can just be chilling and go to school. So let's talk about that on the next episode. Yeah. We got to keep you, st- you got to keep you around for something. We got to hold something yeah. back. Yeah, that's true. So those are the couple things that you can do yeah. besides thinking you're freaking out, you know, whether you should get back in or not. Yes. All right. So that is our episode for today. Very Thank informational. You. Yes. Very fun. Yes. The unclassified podcast where everything's unclassified. We might not be classy. But But thank you. You guys have a good day. I'm Allie. And I'm Logan. Bye. See ya.